Hello, folks. Welcome to a special bonus for Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hallback. Two major stories have just recently been announced, but we're focusing on the one that we were talking about earlier. And the other major story, the verdict in the Chauvin trial will be mentioned later on. And uh, I'll have more of a mention on it, a short mention on it, on next week's episode, which is possibly the season finale for the year. Actually, it's going to be part two of the season finale for this year. But from the Independent, here's the updates concerning what has happened with the Super League. From Sunday night through Tuesday night, one event and one highlight dominated the world sport above all others. The European Super League, the breakaway competition to rival or replace the Champions League. A group of 12 clubs attempted to strong arm a new competition into being in case themselves as permanent benefactors and participants and asked that the football will fall, fall in line accordingly. Then they were met by a fury and a rejection such that has been rarely been seen by supporters of all clubs in tandem. Across a period of just 48 hours, the plans and the hopes of those driving the wheel of chains were left in tatters, and amid backtracking and resignations, with undoubtedly more fallout yet ahead for what is now being called a toxic endeavor. Here are the timelines of events for the brief history of the Super League. The rumors started at during the Manchester United Burnley match. A group of 12 clubs were planning to release a statement regarding a new Super League. This idea had been in the works for years, of course, but this time it was different. A formal declaration of intent. At halftime and again at full time, Gary Neville decried the scandalous plans and insisted that the clause should be docked points and fined. It came late in the day, but it came, with UEFA set to announce their new Champions League plans on Monday. The Super League came into being just before the end of the weekend. A statement, a website, 12 club names, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Tottenham, and Arsenal, and little more was offered beyond the facts of the founders receiving a share of three billion pounds and a permanent place at the table. It didn't take long before the anger began from all angles. The European, the British Premier League preemptively declared that the clubs involved could face bans, that a Super League will destroy the premise of open competition. While the UK government suggested they will do anything to prevent the breakaway competition from going ahead, including demanding back COVID payments 
means the likes of Tottenham, Arkenau, and Tottenham. On Monday, UEFA did indeed list out their new farm rent for Champions League on Monday, which included an increase of 36 teams, the group stage being replaced by a single league phase, and two places going to the clubs with the highest coefficients in the past few seasons. The off-pitch impact started to become apparent as the Manchester United shared price jumped on the news of their ESL involvement, while Juventus climbed even higher, up to 13%. More football faces started having their say too. In a nearly unanimous display of disapproval, Aaron Shearer decried the big sits he kicked out of the Premier League, while Jamie Carragher said fans should march on stadiums to single the rejection of the competition. Broadcaster BT Sport, meanwhile, suggested that a new competition will have a damaging effect on the health of the game at the domestic level. Even given though the Champions League right holders, it wasn't difficult to imagine an ulterior motive, at least. While the three founder spots yet to be filled, Bayern Munich insisted they will not be joining the Super League group. As with Borussia Dortmund following suit, fans were having their say over the clubs who were involved too. Mostly questioning why a club with little historical European standing as Tottenham will be included in the first place. UEFA delegate, meanwhile, claimed that the clubs still left in the European competition will be kicked out, meaning exits for Champions League semifinals Chelsea, Man City, and Real Madrid. Meanwhile, there was a match coming up. Liverpool, one of the sits Premier clubs involved on Monday evening played Leeds Monday night. Manager Jurgen Klopp spoke before and after the game, clashing with Sky's Neville, but also making clear he remained against the Super League. Similarly, captain of the night, James Milner, was unequivocal. He does not like it, and hopefully it will not happen. Leeds players wore T-shirts protesting the breakaway in the warm-up, and it was later confirmed that the rest of the 14 sides were planning to do the same. Tuesday morning, politicians got involved, naturally. Kara Stummer suggested English football needed to try a German line of ownership model, while Boris Johnson threatened to immediately implement legislation to stop domestic clowns from joining the breakaway group. Royal disdain came from the form of Prince William hinting out. Players continue to make their feelings known, with Marcus Rashford tweeting a photo of Man United's football is nothing without fans banner, while teammate Luke Shaw posted his opposition to and Man City's Kevin De Bruyne follows suit. On the continent, some were not on the same page. PhD, that's Paris Saint-Germain opposed the plans driven by self-interest, even as Real Madrid president Florentino Perez extolled the virtues of more money, more money, and more money, and potentially shorter matches of football, bizarrely. Back at home, the Northwest took center stage. Liverpool's legendary manager Bill Shankly has a statue outside the stadium, but his grandson said he will happily see it taken away due to cause the banishment of Shanks, Aphos, and Beliefs. Neighborly rivals Everton land bets at the preposterous arrogance of the entire thing. 
But the Super League perhaps is through its first death rattle breath in Pimp Guardiola's pre-match press conference. There the Man City boss dismissed his relish entirely. It is not a sport if you cannot lose. Presenter Gary Linkletter meanwhile promised never to work on the Super League if it got off the ground. It all unraveled fast Tuesday evening. Chelsea's Tuesday night game against Brighton was held up as fans stopped the team bus from arriving at the stadium. Peter Cech was forced to intervene to the side to get inside Stamford Bridge, but the Townsends protesting their club's involvement was the final straw. Within minutes, Chelsea's exit from the Super League was rumored, confirmed, and then announced. Manchester City followed in quick order, as perhaps years of planning came to a rapid and embarrassing end across all social media and outside Stamford Bridge. The city hierarchy perhaps not wanting a repeat of Wednesday when they traveled to face Aston Villa. Fans, there is no question, were absolutely loving the demise of those who sought to control and enforce their unwanted will. Austin Wenger suggested he was unsurprised at the collapse and said he will never believe it would last long. The fallout was just beginning, however, with Manchester United Executive Vice President Edward Woodward next. Even though United suggested his resignation was unrelated to the Super League, it is awfully coincidental timing. And circle back 24 hours earlier, the Liverpool squad took the social media armand, posting their absolute rejection of the Super League, telling the club we don't like it and don't want it to happen. Then came Liverpool and others leaving the league as this bonus continues. Yesterday I fought, a couple of days ago I fought, Sunday I thought we were going to have something new in 2021. Everybody was ready. American money was flowing in like it was nobody's business. The American money, the American, the new American culture, the allegory of culture, the whole nine yards of it, they were coming in. Aspects of it was being put in the Premier League and other leagues. The COVID-19 thing acerbated these issues. But what happened in very simple and honest terms is the American money structure, the American woke culture in a certain way, people do not realize it how intricately linked American woke culture, allegoria culture, neo-kitsch culture is directly linked to American business, American mega structures of business, and American big tech, Big Pharma, and all the rest of it had all come in one hand with one of the members of the people that brought about the 2008 economic tragedy had all come together to try and unilaterally take over a cultural institution in Europe. This is not England. 
This is Italy, Spain, possibly Germany, and possibly Paris, France. The Germans and the French, to their credit, said no. And we have seen, especially in Europe with Macron, that American woke culture is not going to fly in France. He has said it himself, and partly because he knows that Le Pen is still a threat, even despite at her advanced age, that American woke culture cannot continue to be espoused. And aspects of American woke culture is directly involved in this creation of the Super League, whether people want to accept it or not. Within nearly 48 hours, the whole power structure of the United Kingdom said they were going to destroy and disconnect their clubs from their society if they were going to, to follow the American model that has been done for the National Football League, NBA, NHL, and especially, and more importantly, MLS. More importantly, MLS. All in unison, the fans, some of them great rivals and all the rest of it, came together as one fan base, gatekeeping the American woke culture, American woke business, and American woke society, and said en masse, you may be our cousins, but you are fools if you think you can bring National Football League, modern National Football League culture to something that was built over 140 years. Even though, ironically, the Americans did make the sport. That's the irony of it all. Very unusual irony, in fact. But to see how all of this came to be, how all of this, well, the Americans didn't really make the sport. The sport's been there for a long time, but Americans were the first to, to start clubs. That's what I meant. It is not surprising that this happened. The American woke culture took a gigantic blow in ways you cannot possibly imagine. It took a blow. This is J.P. Morgan. This is the people that 
They're saying woke, woke all the time, especially after what we were about to talk about in a couple of minutes. It took a blast. It took a blow. I have not seen in years. The blowback is severe. You have to understand something, folks. When the NFL made their contract earlier this month, it was worth $110 billion. Stan Kroenke runs the Los Angeles Rams. He owns the stadium. Well, he helped build the stadium, SoFi Stadium in L.A. They haven't had much fans there. Stan Kroenke started this plan. It was him. The feet falls on him. Them and the Glaciers. The Glaciers own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Glaciers... was able to get Tom Brady. They won their second Super Bowl. They were able to keep most of their team, most of the team together, which is a rarity in the National Football League, even at this late stage. Both of them have voting rights in deciding who becomes the National Football League's commissioner. And whether that commissioner gets to stay in the National Football League. 32 owners come to a vote to vote in who runs the Confederacy. And I don't mean it in the ancient way. I mean it in the actual National Football League way. The Supreme Court had made a statement, made a ruling several years ago that yes, these entities are separate from the National Football League, which means it is a confederacy, not a federation. So two members of this confederacy, let's make it clear, it, that's what it is, it's a confederacy, owns two, part, two of the biggest clubs in the world when it comes to association football. You have a dirt that is owned by one of the legendary baseball entities, Fanway Sports Group, which owns the Boston Red Sox. And LeBron James has some say in Liverpool. Some say in Liverpool. All of this. took place within 48 hours. Everybody knew. The National Football League knew. The NHL knew. Because some of the owners of, of the, the knew. Baseball knew. Basketball knew. And when they heard the calls and knew what was going on, the owners... The commissioners of all of the four major associations in America went like, what?
There were phone calls being made all over the world. Basically telling the major four leagues in the United States, this thing goes through, you ain't going to get shit. This shit was forced. They were going ahead. The only reason everybody backed off is that the major four leagues, especially the National Football League, put a, but they went and said no. That's the only reason we do not have a European Super League is because the rest of the owners found out and they went ballistic. They had no choice to save face. Why? The Americans are going to have the World Cup in about... We are closer to five and a half years from now. And America's stadium and America has built stadiums, stadia, in the northward range of 70,000 people in 17 of the largest cities in America. Of course, they're going to use Canadian stadiums, and of course, they're going to use American stadiums. I mean, Mexican stadiums, excuse me. You do not. And this is where everybody went, oh, no. Especially the National Football League, oh, no. You do not want to lose any sort of revenue that comes from all the beautiful ladies, especially after a pandemic that has cooked them up in their heart. You do not want to lose that touch. But he, they just made a $110 million deal. Half of the stadiums are going to be used for soccer pitches. And you think this is going to be Remember the contract. And here's the thing. They can opt out. All the networks can opt out of the contract seven years into the deal. Seven years into the deal, it can be renegotiated. So it's a 710 deal. That 710 deal... If you remember and recall, the 7-Eleven deal, that's what it really is. That it changes, it could increase or decrease. It could be very possible, it could increase. It could be even more possible, it could decrease. It could be even more possible that Amazon takes even more. But after what happened today with the European Super League, there is going to be massive consternation, especially with the owners of the event. Can these owners be trusted? Can any of these owners be trusted? Should there be some type of situation similar to what they have in Green Bay or what they have in Bayern Munich, 50-41, 50-49, excuse me, 49% goes to the people and the fans of Bayern Munich, of ownership of Bayern Munich, same thing with Bortmann, same thing with the majority of the 
German clubs. They're saying that there needs to be restructuring into the way soccer is done in the whole world. Especially with all the racism going on there. Here's that that's the issue. Partly the reason for this issue is because it is their way of trying to solve a racism problem that could that just needs to be solved in diff that needs to be solved in one way in a very simple way. You got you there is no room for racism, right? Okay. If there's no room for racism, then you're gonna have to have a different way of handling the racist rhetoric that has been going around. It's not gonna be bowing down and all the rest of these things. It is partly the racism partly ended because of this because it is these people that play the game of woke that causes the racism to increase that's what this is they have stopped it it is tracked because we need a goal and a conscious effort to see oh we're not so different after all all the woke work that the Americans did with this, no place for racism, Black Lives Matter, a whole lot of these things. It didn't matter if you were black, white, indifferent, and all of this. When it came to the very thing that all of you play, all of this culture, European culture plays, you all stood as one Europe cult, European culture. To tell the Americans that your woke culture cannot survive this. You cannot do the same type of bullshit that you're doing with the National Football League, the modern National Football League, in order for you to make more profits. Cannot happen. And now, do you know what's going to happen? We're going to have the beautiful game can be revived. And then there will be not necessarily more money, but at least more eyeballs to have the more opportunity to have more money when they fix this system and they were able to get it into a place where a lot of the things may not pass, but at least a Europe, a British person can say, Football's back again. Same thing with the Spanish. Football's back again. I can feel it again. This is the sport I, I want my son to play. When the world championship comes out, all the beautiful ladies come up and say, hey, this ain't this thing ain't so bad. That's the difference. And this affects MLS in ways you cannot, you cannot, it's going to force the hand of U.S. soccer. It's forcing the hand, even as we speak. 
has forced their hand even as we speak. Because if this culture is the culture of soccer, where it began and all the rest of these things, wouldn't you be more advantageous now with the expansion year pass, after the expansion year pass, that we have an actual individual pyramid along with a group type pyramid. Do you understand? An individual pyramid plus a group pyramid. If somebody from a lower league can get up to the there and win their season league and actually get into the MSL's playoffs in a two-year cycle and actually shock the world and actually bring people to the dance. Do you understand what that means? That means teams like Philadelphia have to improve. They can win their season title. Yes, good, but they need to win the national title. And they, and then similarly with the Spanish, with the with, uh, uh, with uh, Superliga in Mexico, then you really have a CONCACAF Champions League that can be similar in a few years to the European Champions League. And then you can actually have FIFA World Champions League actually matter again. Well, successful. And on it goes. But this is a humongous lesson for all of us in the United States at this particular time. Things can change if done the right way. And ironically, it was Linkletter who started this, but Cahill also talked about it. Gary Cahill, who mentioned that they were saying no room for racism and all the rest of it. And this was the week, not ironically, that what was going on in the United States, we're going to mention that in a minute, that they were saying no room for racism. But this, these events has done more than any sort of movement that UEFA and the Premier League and FIFA have done with their anti-racism things than anything they would have done because it was all cultures in of Europe in unison saying the Americans are full of shit. The American owners are full of shit in this particular case. We deserve egg on our faces, folks. This is, let me explain this to you before we get to this other major news item to showcase how stupid our elites in America are. Stupid, backward, insensitive, 
deeply communistic in certain ways and how all of this affects everywhere in the world. There is never going to be a man like DMX anymore in the in the rap industry. Do you know why? Because in 2008, right after the economic crisis took place, the major entities in the United States in music all went to South Korea and did things there that were unbecoming but built out a pretext to build that industry within 11 years, they control 33% of the American business, all because they wanted a cutesy, fun version of hip-hop and R&B to sell not only to disaffected black females, but to disaffected females in the United States and all over the world. They did this, and they did it the old way they did it back in the United States. It is proven. It is right there in front of your face. They did it over a much more talented Japanese music industry, which has way better connections with the hip-hop game and the metal industry in the United States and Europe, especially baby baby metal, and they prevented these groups from creating a new type of musical format from digital and all these other things. The Americans did it. They did it on the sly, and now the effects are there. That everything has moved to streaming and all the rest of these things. But we don't have, outside of maybe Drake, outside of maybe Bad Bunny in the Latin side of the corner, that we do not have a champion like DMX was for the rap game that we had back in 1999, where a man like DMX in the disasters that took place in the music business with Biggie and Tupac dying in particular, could take over the industry and save it by his two shoulders like Atlas and save the rap industry from its own and the whole music industry from its own incoming, well-deserved, self-destruction which is happening right now in front of your faces a similar thing happened in the animation industry especially when it came to the concept of four kids funmation crunchyroll and the whole nine yards now funmation and crunchyroll are doing somewhat the similar things that four kids did and now they have become the hypocrites they said they will never become. This is the reasons why people gatekeep. And the reason why we gatekeep, especially when it comes to these European leagues, as we have just seen it today, 
It's because of these particular rich men and rich women. Same thing with the gaming industry. Same thing with all this thing. And they try to set up all these types of bullshit. It wasn't going to fly. It wasn't going to fly. The same woke culture that went after gaming and somewhat won is the same woke culture, woke corporation that went into these particular entities in Europe and lost and will do the same in Japan sometime in the Summer Olympics. But because they are trying to do it to anime and they know they can't do it and they know they're going to lose, they're starting to have cold feet. They're going to lose too with anime and it's already starting and they know they can't win. And they know it. In eight months, the American corporations are going to have to make account of what they have done and what they have left. And the account is they don't have much left. All they have is woke culture and all these syndromes and whatnot and all these things they got to solve in America that they cannot solve. The Europeans, the British in particular, with Sky Sports and Graham Saul said the following, they were planning an exit plan to sell the, to sell the thing to other owners. And buying an exit plan, Kroenke and the people at Walmart and the people at Kroenke Management and the people at Fenway Management Sports, and they, they were doing the spin move on the European soccer fans, and they lost big time. Firings are happening as we speak. Atletico Madrid and Barcelona are leaving. We don't know about Juventus. We don't know about all the others. But woke culture, corporate American woke culture has been exported into the rest of this world. And that and that's all it is right now. We'll update you. On Sunday, the Chauvin trial has ended. Derek Chauvin is guilty. He's guilty of second degree negligent homicide, guilty of third degree negligence, and guilty of the second degree of one other count. They announced the particulars on. 515 and he was immediately sentenced and they will have sentencing within the next couple of hours I believe so they will have a sentencing in the next couple of hours or possibly days concerning that particular issue um, like I said before it was only I do not think this was this case was going to be a slam dunk it, I, I thought it was going to be on the other side of the thing, but then again, you have to understand a lot of things have changed. There are certain things that are there. 
there were procedures that they could still look into this acquittal that will might possibly happen. There could be an acquittal. Uh, the federal government may not get, will still investigate this and will try to find it in their own interests in order to figure this particular thing out. But in my estimation, now that the case is over and all the day, it, Looking at the evidence, honestly, it was third degree. He should have been at least guilty for that. That is a third degree offense. I, The other two counts, they're a little bit too iffy in the end of the day, but third degree, at least get him for that. That is as far as I can go. But... The defense didn't do themselves any favors, even though they did try to put certain things in that particular case. The burden was on the prosecution, and the prosecution just went like, you know, we're going to play on emotion. We're going to play on the videos. The nine-year-old child, the whole nine yards, it is what it is. The fact of the matter means is that it is not a good look. It was never a good look. I am a not I am a little bit surprised that it was all three. At least it was gonna be one of the three or two of the three, if at best. But this is a surprising development that it was three out of the three. So it is what it is. We'll have more about this on Sunday. So two major stories both on the first segment of the season finale part two episode 25 will be on this earth this sunday make sure you listen to it but for now this is novin hollerbeck take care of yourselves we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, broadcast added radio republic and wherever you get your radio shows we'll see you guys on sunday for season finale part two i'll be on this earth of episode 25. See you guys soon.